Hey, welcome to Faith in Real Life, where we talk about truths of the Bible that are relevant to your life and faith. My name is Obi. I'm the pastor to men and single adults at First Baptist O'Fallon, and uh, we are back, and I'm joined with Bryce McGuire, our student pastor. Hey, And we also have Josh Rink, our Kids Life pastor. Hello, hello. And uh, I still do not have a fancy way to say hello to people, so I'm still a little jealous. You had the entire Christmas break to come up with I something. I did. However, people may notice that it has been a while since we've been back. So over the <laughs> Christmas break season, I had COVID, and uh, so I've been out for quite some time. So that's kind of why we've been away. It was not a fun time. But now I have the antibodies, so uh, I've been trying to cough on Bryson and uh, that's Jacob not true. or Josh that's as much not as we true. can. He's not no, doing no, that. No, that's no, true. No. Disclaimer. No. <laughs> not true. Not true. But I do have the antibodies, right? I think for like, yeah, for at least for a while. I don't so, know if that's what the CDC says, but. So that's, just, that's exciting to me. Hopefully yeah. that means I can't you get You feel it. stronger? Uh, feel stronger than yesterday, every day, <laughs> because I've been feeling pretty bad. So uh, yeah. feeling a little better each day, and so that's good. So um, people may notice that they're uh, unable to watch us on YouTube. They could probably look at a still photo, but uh, we are changing the format. We're going to all audio, so kind of going where our viewers or listeners are, which is on podcasts more than YouTube, um, and so hopefully that'll allow us to provide a more rich experience. Uh, we'll be able. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about the tech behind it, but I've been told that you're able to make the audio better and stuff. Just so. trust me on this, Obi. Okay, Just I'll trust, trust you on it, and yeah. I'll trust Jacob too. He's he's never steered me I feel wrong. Like Jacob is our behind the scenes mascot. We talk about him he a is. lot, but he never gets any recognition, he does. like 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 on camera or anything. That's how he likes it. I yeah. think. I don't I think, think so he too. would like to be on. Uh, maybe we'll like this picture. We should put like a thumbnail picture yes. on the steel. I love like, that for, the, for this episode. That uh, should be. That's that, what we're doing. I agree. And maybe the happen. YouTube. Maybe the YouTube um, picture that just stays there. The pic. The steel. Uh, maybe it, it's just, just of, Jacob. of Jacob. That's right. I like that idea. So then he'll get, or we have him on the show and ask like the toughest questions that we could think of. <laughs> um, so we've got that, and uh, the next couple of weeks we've got some exciting episodes planned. Uh, our church is undergoing a uh, a push and uh, and a series where our pastor is going to be speaking, and uh, and our life groups are also going to be speaking on a series we're calling "This Is Us," and it's really all about. Um, what our church is about, and mm-hmm. so just kind of understanding our our mission, our vision, our values, and things like that. Yeah. And so yep. we're going to kind of support that, but also hopefully help um, people take an even deeper step into the concepts as they've heard a sermon on it, and they they go through the weekly studies and the small group studies, uh, and then we're going to be talking about those concepts as well. So excited about that. That'll be in the weeks to follow. We'll be going through that series. Um, and so to begin that, we're starting about church membership. That's what we're talking about today. Um, and so we just kind of thought that as we talk about this is us, this is our church, and here's what we're about, um, we'd also talk just about church membership because you know we'd lo- love people to be part of our church, be engaged here, serve here, grow here, and all those things. Um, but church membership sometimes is something that people are uncomfortable with, um, committing to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people like to shop around or or, you know, maybe not, let's be honest, maybe not be held accountable, things like that. Um, but they may wonder, is there any benefit to it? Is it helpful? Is it biblical? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I wanted to start with the the maybe easier concept, um, less 
less controversial concept of is it necessary and helpful? Um, so is church membership necessary and helpful? Why or why not? So let's start with you, Josh. What what thoughts do you have on that? Is church membership necessary and helpful? Yeah, um, you know, so I mean, the answer to that is yes and yes. Like I mean, that's the short answer. Whenever I was like walking through this and trying to think, I just came up, you know, in traditional pastoral fashion. I came up with three words that just happened to start with the same letter. Mm-hmm. What an odd coincidence. I know, right? I mean, what are the chances? You're a well seminary trained. So I am. He Googled it. I'm a good Baptist. It. I'm a good Baptist. That is, um, Deeply rooted. Uh, but, you know, so, you know, I just wrote down a phrase, you know, I said it makes it, uh, the reason it's necessary and helpful, it makes it visible, it makes it valuable, and it sets us up for victory. And that that's really what it what it came down to. So so the V's or the flying V as we were all joking, you know, no. and, you know, as we were doing mic checks and stuff. But you know, the reason why what I kept picturing in my head was I, I just went back, you know, to wet my wedding day. You know, Katie and I have been together for this is our tenth year, and, but you know, the ceremony just still just I can play it through my brain, mm-hmm. and I remember you know just even the smallest details of it, but. But it, you started thinking like, why is that necessary? We know mm-hmm. that marriage, and you know, something we've actually, you know, we've already talked about with the podcast. But some of the things that we've done, you know, marriage is it's an ordination, mm-hmm. right? It's set forth by God. But why the ceremony? Mm. You know, with the dresses and the tuxes and the people coming together. You know, there's obviously elements of that that don't have to happen, right? But but what I love about it is is the visible part. I mean, we gathered people together to say, Katie and I love each other. We want to take this step forward. So the way that that kind of goes for church membership is it does make it visible. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not staying in the shadows. You know, I don't have to just stay just in the, you know, in the shadow other the balcony in the back pew. Mm-hmm. Like it's saying that, no, I go to church here. Like I love it here. And mm-hmm. it, it sets you up to say, no, I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and it shows for others that that I do just the same as I stood on the stage and said my vows to Katie, to each other with witnesses. We and if you think about that, even when someone comes to Christ, when they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, one of the things we like them to do is go tell somebody, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. a lot of times, if we keep those things just secret, um, maybe they're committed to a church, but. But they never tell anybody. They never right. make it official. Then it, it's kind of like it's easier to back away. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So of good course. stuff. What else? What are the other um, V's? I'm, you got to know the V's now, mm-hmm, right? That's right. And so the the valuable. Um, obviously, that kind of goes into necessary and helpful. That word can kind of interchange. But it is valuable, just the same as I can. We can say with our marriage, it's a valuable thing. We are saying that this is what God says it is, and we'll, we'll kind of go deeper into that a little later on. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's we stood before and said vows back and forth. I will love, honor, and cherish. I will do these things when you're healthy and when you're sick, <laughs> whether we're we have money or we don't. Like right. we are going to mm-hmm. do these things all, you know, before before God. And when I stand there and I say those vows to her, you know, it was, I don't want to date anybody else. Like marriage, we should always be dating, right? We date each other, but I'm not, I'm not dating other people. And the same for Katie. Bryson's <laughs> holding back. A He's joke. holding back something. So many jokes. I'm just not going to make them. <laughs> uh-huh. So leave it to the student pastor to be. Uh, <laughs> not but, jokes about you, Josh. Just <laughs> jokes about what you were saying. So. Just but for context. I get it. You know, and it's but it's the truth. Like, we're not going to date others. We're married. We're making that commitment. That's a mm-hmm. valuable thing. 
So when we to the way it goes with the churches is we're saying I don't want to go date other churches. Mm-hmm. I want I want to make this my body, and I'm taking that for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Like there are some things that I want to take to good, and if you're if you're a part of FBCO, you know, as a member, or if you're a member of another church, there's things you love, but there's things that's just not glamorous about everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that no, I want to be in this. Body, yeah. And when and you say body, such, just in case someone's not familiar with that, the Bible refers to the church as a body of right. believers, makes a comparison to the human body that we're all parts of it. Absolutely. So, so I say I want to be in this group, this flock, this all the the other references that yeah. we have. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you know, it's a victory. You know, it's a victory thing. I mean, there's so much. It sets us up for a win. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, there's no question. Again, we'll we'll talk more details with this, but. We're set up for community. You know, that's that's what we're made to. And I think, you know, we're recording this. You know, if you listen to this later on, you know, we're recording this still in a COVID pandemic. You know, and as we saw the church kind of have to move in and out and make shifts, mm-hmm. one central thing we saw with all of the people in our church and community, we miss being together. Mm-hmm. So there is this thing. We know that that's how we were wired to be. Mm-hmm. So it sets us up for victory because we get to meet how we were designed to be. You know, we are, it sets us up for success. It brings in accountability. You know, the marriage thing is I have, um, you know, people who are, um, thank you, I just bumped the mic. And so right here, I, I'm talking with, no I'm, a hand, I'm a hand talker, and so I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it sets us up for victory because we've invited these other people in for Katie and I's marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, our closest friends, you know, to whoever else we invite, they're saying we want you a part of this. For this, we, we have accountability with our, our our family, the body, the flock, to help hold us to a, a higher standard. And that standard is just to, to glorify God mm-hmm. and to bring praise to Him. And that's what we get. So three Vs. Give them to What are they again? Right, quick. The three Vs. Visible, valuable, victory. All right. So if you're driving while listening to this, don't write it down yet. Wait, <laughs> wait until you're home. Mind. If yeah. you're jogging, then maybe stop and text to yourself. That pause button is there for a reason. That's right. <laughs> All right. So what do you got, Bryson? What do you think? Uh, so to remind people of the question we're asking, is it necessary or helpful to be a church member? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it's it's very helpful. Um, and just in the sense of when you think of church membership, it is kind of it's like a tool. I mean, it really is it's a tool that God has given us. And so, um, but just like any tool, right, it has to be used in the right way. And so, but tools ultimately, right, you think hammer, nails, wood, screw, screwdriver, all those different things, right? When they're used properly, it helps to build something, to create something, um, to even grow something. And so I think church membership absolutely is is very helpful um, in terms of growing the local church, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and reaching people in the community. <clears throat> Not COVID, I promise. Sorry, just tickle my throat. He has no, the antibodies. I got the antibodies. made sure to cough those on you. So, um, but no, sorry. weakness leaving your body. Back to what worry. I was saying. <laughs> no, back to what I was saying. I think it's an incredibly helpful tool to grow the local church and to reach people with your community, again, when the tool is used correctly. But I do think it is interesting um, when you ask, is it necessary or helpful um, you know, there are so many different tools that God has given us that you even see in the secular world, right? Membership is not even necessarily like just a church thing. Like I can think of about at least three or four things that I am, besides my church, that I am actively a member of. I, I typically pay into it and I get like a service out of it. And so that's how we view it in the secular world, of course. But right. um, membership isn't necessarily even just a church idea. It's a 
um, it's just a God idea. And, and so I think it is just interesting that um, we do live in a culture and society where, you know, is church membership helpful? Yeah, absolutely, right? There's a reason why organizations, these things, do membership um, because it's helpful for them for the mm-hmm. same reasons. We just would believe that, you know, like the, the, the memberships I'm a part of, or I would believe that the, the calling of Christ is a lot greater than their mission and their values right. and their organization and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah, so and lots of good thoughts. And uh, we're going to get to maybe some of the problems with um, maybe how people view church membership or how it's mm-hmm. practiced sometimes. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but the reason we need to even bring this up is because sometimes people do avoid becoming a church member, and that may be for lots of reasons. Maybe they've been harmed by a church. Maybe mm-hmm. there's been people at a church that were cliquish or rude or or hypocrites or whatever. And so we, we get those difficulties. Um, we get that people are never going to be perfect, and we're, we're not in, an, in any way minimizing that. Right. But we are still saying that the church itself uh, which was founded by Christ, mm-hmm. is important, and it is worth it. And so I, I have three things that I just thought of, and the first one is growth versus service. And so one of those is one you do, and and the other is something you help others do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ephesians 4, verse 16, which is in one of the three uh, chapters in Scripture so you, uh, that talk about the body of Christ and, and the church, and references as a body. So you've got Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. So Ephesians 4.16, in the midst of one of these sections, says, From him, talking about Christ, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself or itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. So the first thing I want to say is that when we go to a church, we should be growing. Mm-hmm. We should be plugging into where we can learn God's word, worshiping Him, fellowshipping, um, doing all those types of things that help us grow. But sometimes I think a reason that people don't commit to a church is because they have just purely a consumer mentality of church that, mm-hmm. well, this church wasn't feeding every need that I ever had, and therefore I'm leaving. And we miss that there's two sides to this. So I'm going to read this again from Him, which is Christ, the whole body. So every believer there in that church is fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament. Mm -hmm. Now, when when the Bible calls us members of the body or parts of the body, when it says the whole body is fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, well, who are those supporting ligaments? Well, if people are the parts of the body, then that means the body is knit together by the body. We knit ourselves together. Mm -hmm. And so it says that promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. So people should definitely go to church and be an actively engaged member of a church so that they can grow. However, they should also serve. Mm -hmm. This says that the body grows by the working of each individual Mm -hmm. part. And people oftentimes think that they don't have... Uh, something to offer. They say, well, how valuable could I be? The church doesn't need me. I'm telling you, the the Bible, Ephesians 4.16 says, the body does need you. Mm-hmm. It says every single part, every little part does its role. Mm-hmm. And when That's I talk right. about this, I often talk about encouragement uh, because I think encouragement is something anyone can do, and it's something that we often belittle and think that it's not important. But how often in a person's daily walk or daily life would you go somewhere and, and uh, maybe you're in a church and you're having a down day and no yeah. one encourages you? Yeah, 
right? Yeah. Just imagine, go ahead, you look like you're going to say something. Yeah, no, sorry, I was just going to say, like, I was actually, on this past Sunday, I preached to the students about service and, you know, that we're not spiritual consumers, we're spiritual contributors. And I made that comment. I was like, you know, no one, I've never been offended when someone offered me a word of encouragement. In fact, this past Sunday, um, woman saw me at church, just walked by and she just stopped and she goes, hey, she's like, Pastor Bryson, she's like, I just want you to know, like, I pray for you every single day. That's awesome. And it took me back because I'm just, you, the unfortunate thing is to your point, I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. We're not really used to that level of words of encouragement that she just stopped not only to take that she takes time every day to pray for me, but she stopped to just tell me that and encourage me. It just really blessed me. And it's one of those things where, again, like no one is offended by a word of encouragement, right. a genuine, sincere, you know, not undercutting you kind of word of encouragement. Like, and man, we need more of that in the church. Yes, we do. So in all of these passages, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, all of them talk about God's gifts, spiritual gifts to people, to uh, Christians mm-hmm. who are supposed to be using those gifts in the church. And so the reason why this is so important, think about just something as simple as encouraging a pastor. But what if there's a person out there who they're not sure about this whole God thing and they come to a church and everybody's just kind of ignore they ignore them, yeah. right? Now that person leaves me never give God another chance. What if though they came to church and all the Christians there were welcoming and friendly and loving and now that person's like okay i'll give it a chance and then what if because they stayed they give their Mm -hmm. life to christ and and then what if there's a chain reaction they give their life to christ and and then they are discipled and then they lead other people to christ and all of a sudden their presence and their impact has been multiplied because one person was just nice to them yeah and that's just one gift Mm -hmm. right that's just one thing what if i could be encouraging or kind or something like that but god gives us a lot of gifts yeah right and so we need to use those so that's one thing growth and service. Do both. Don't just grow. Don't just see church as a place just to grow. Do it, but also serve. Use your gifts because someone else needs it. And then I put care. Uh, that w- w- Galatians 6.2 says, carry one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. In this way, you f- will fulfill the law of Christ. Something that is just incredibly helpful about being part of a church, being an active member of a church, is uh, if people are properly using their gifts, then I should have people who love me, right? And so when people mm-hmm. come, they're not alone. Um, and then I just said from a practical standpoint, also be a church member because, like Bryson mentioned, what thing out there do you not have to be a member to be <laughs> effectively <laughs> yeah. um, useful in? So if I just show up at my favorite restaurant, I don't just yeah. start waiting tables, right? I'm not right. allowed to do that. Um, if I go to a restaurant and I want a job, I apply for it and I become an active employee or a member of their staff, right? Right. So same thing for a church is there's certain things that God calls us to serve in a local church. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's with students, right? Mm -hmm. You'd love some more volunteers, right? Amen. Kids' life, you you could always use some more volunteers, right? Of course. But you want people to be members of this church. You want them to be committed to this church. You want to know who they are and and know that they're involved in in all that. So from a practical standpoint, membership is necessary. So I think uh, there's there's still things out there that could scare people away, but I think we've Mm -hmm. made a pretty good case that, and Scripture makes a compelling case about why it's necessary, why it's helpful. Um, But now we get to the biblical, Mm -hmm. right? So is church member membership biblical uh, why or why not? So, Bryce, we're going to start with you on this one. We got for us. Yeah. So, <clears throat> my answer is yes and no. And before someone is listening, you know, yelling heretic. No, his um, email is no. I'm <laughs> <not>. <laughs> so let me let me explain what I mean by yes and no. So, 
obviously based off everything we just said, I would believe, yes, church membership is very biblical. In fact, um, you know, there's definitely um, signs in the, in the New Testament of the early church organization, all that kind of stuff. The reason I say no is not that church membership isn't biblical, but I just wanted to add that a lot of churches today don't operate church membership in a very biblical way, right? Oftentimes, I think in churches, like, so let's, let's take this even beyond our church, and let's think about just church in general, the West Western church, American church. How many churches have 600, 1,000 members, 2,000 members, and they have 75 people on a Sunday morning? Now, here's my point. I'm not judging small churches. I'm not saying, oh, you only have 75 people. That's a bad thing. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is a lot of times churches are like, well, look at my roster. Look at our membership. Look how many members we have. So I grew up at a church, a Southern Baptist church. It had like 2,000 members. There was 1,100 people in the town I grew up in. So just let's just think about that for just a second. Mm -hmm. um, almost double like membership the size of the town and the population. Um, or maybe had a hundred people on a Sunday morning, you know, from birth to, you know, um, you know, as old as you can get oldest member in the church, it didn't reach the community, but they were so proud. Like they even had a, like a little attendance thing that they, first thing you saw when you walk in, you saw how many people were in Sunday school the week before, how many that, people that were in worship. Yes. The wooden the board. Yes. <laughs> and it showed how many members you had. And so you got, you know, 50 in Sunday school, a hundred in worship, 2000 members. And no outreach to the community. I mean, zero outreach to the community because of that one number. Well, look how many members we have. And so when I, when I said earlier, church membership. I always like that wooden board, by the way. I just thought it was <laughs> Should we bring that back? At. We should bring that back <laughs> as a motivating factor. Oh, man. Like, let's go. Let's go out there and get more people. That's not, well, okay. I think the better thing would be well, to say, here's how many, there. hold on, here would be my great thing. Here's how many people are in our area. Here's how many people came Ooh, to our church. Oh, that's good. I, I, I'm okay with that. Let's go with that. All right. But no, when I, when I said earlier, church membership is a tool. If I have a hammer and a screw um, and a piece of wood, okay, yeah, I can maybe with enough sheer force get that screw into that piece of wood, but that hammer is not the most effective tool. That's not the best tool, nor is that the best way to use that tool. And so church membership, is it biblical? Yes. Is it always used correctly? No. And I think that's just important to share that clear distinction. And I think our culture doesn't help either because we do have such a consumeristic mindset. So I, I have memberships that I'm a part of, and I know that if I really wanted to, I could cancel them, right? I just, I got to hit, you know, don't auto renew each month. I don't have to be a part of that. And I think too many people think of church in the same way mm. that I don't have to be a part of this church anymore, right? I don't like what the pastor said. I don't like the style of music. I don't like what they did to the color of the carpet. I don't like the decisions that were made. I don't like this. I don't like that. And it becomes, unfortunately, again, this consumer consumeristic mindset instead of that contributing mindset that you were talking about, Obi. If we actually let go of a lot of things that really do not matter, that are not the mission, but are the method, and we began to contribute, man, like, I, I don't, I don't, I think the church would be unstoppable. Mm -hmm. I, but we got to get past those small things in order to really understand that we're not, membership is not consuming, it is contributing. The mission, not the method. Absolutely. That's, that's good stuff. And I'll point out that you've now had an analogy about a hammer and a screwdriver, and you had a, an analogy about marriage, and I have no analogies today. You gotta so, get on our level, bro. I know. And you both have a, a witty hello, way to say hello. So 
man. I'm That's just, your assignment for next week, man. Mm-hmm. Analogy and witty, witty introduction. I'll I'll see about it. I may just ask Jacob. Jacob make to, it happen. Jacob, just edit this part out. Just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so that's good stuff, and I, I think yeah. that's a good distinction to make because uh, you know we're not just talking about a roster to puff up the ego of church, but but I'll take it to the other side. Sometimes people feel like my name's on a church roster, therefore I'm okay, mm-hmm. and so they may yeah. equate boy, I've just checked a box and there's my spirituality or even there, mm-hmm. I hope not, but maybe there's my salvation just sure. because I'm part of a church. And of course, God calls us to so much more because what we've been talking about is active membership. Mm-hmm. We're not saying is membership, just signing your name on a paper. Is that helpful? If I subscribe to some scholarly source, let's say it's some scientific thing and I have this uh, article that comes to me every month and I never read it, mm-hmm. then how helpful is it to me? Right. Um, but but if I'm actively engaged in the body, which is what we've been talking about, yeah. that is a, a biblical thing. So what were you going to say, Josh? What do you got for us? Yeah, so, you know, the short answer is yes. And, you know, to look at it is, is because sometimes the argument presented is, and Bryson's totally dead on, I think there's just, there could be a skewed mm-hmm. perspective of how what membership actually is. But the question itself is, is it biblical? Because some people will say, is there biblical evidence mm. to say for membership? Well, just to kind of just go with that, just sometimes you won't actually see the word member in your English yeah. in the English translation of the Bible, like or you know, or, or, or a stretch from a paraphrase, like it's not in there, so yeah. therefore it's not a it's not a it's not a Bible thing. The word rapture is not in the Bible, technically. It's true. So, you know, there are so we have to look through this and there's a lot of other words, yeah. you know, that that we've thrown into church culture that well, it's not listed, but it's present. Mm-hmm. So my answer is: Is it biblical? Yes, though the word isn't directly, and I think there there are some there are evidence of it, but it definitely is. There's marks of membership mm-hmm. that we can see, and it's I think it's through what we see in the actions that was done in the early church. So as you start researching the early church, when you get into the book of Acts, I think something that we see is you do see listed, and I think just the coolest thing to read is when you start just, just I could start nailing specific verse, but just Acts 2, mm-hmm. right? Just just read the whole thing. It's, it's a longer chapter, but, you know, read it, you know, and catch it from start to finish as you really see its formation. You'll start to see as, as you start to see these large groups of people who are encountering, you know, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and are, are, you know, and and really they get to embrace that. And they say that people are coming to faith, you know, in Christ and they're coming to repent of their sins and they're coming to fall. And it says in, you know, Acts 2, uh, Acts 5, Acts 16, as mm-hmm. there, as you see these moments of revival, you mm-hmm. know, if you will, there's, uh, it says that they were added to their number. Meaning that there was some way to list the number, mm. you know they had they had to have a mark, because there was the the notion of when Christ said to go and make disciples, they had to the it wasn't just a number they had to have them by name, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they had to know like let's okay let's gather together. Yeah. So there's examples of that. There's evidence his like real historical records of lists, you know that you can get to see. Uh, one thing, individual. There's a list of widows. You know, mm-hmm. they had to know we have to care for our widows. Hence, the formation of deacons. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in scripture, there's a lot of examples in the early church. I think you see it with church government. Um, you know right. that we see, which that you know, some church government things could be its own episode. You know, altogether. <laughs> but you know, but you know, from what we see in scripture, church elders. You know, came about those that 
were teaching, those that were leading, they had to know who their flock was. And, you know, we use this flock as a reference of a shepherd to a flock. The the shepherd is carrying Christ, you know, Christ used this, you know, in, in parables um, throughout. So, but, you know, Hebrews 13, 17, when it's talking about that we have to, you know, we have to, it, it's a two-sided. Mm-hmm. Leaders, you have to know who your flock is, mm-hmm. you know, to lead them. Mm-hmm. So this means they had names. They had to know who they were. They had faces with them, and they were to care for these individual people. Right. And it wasn't just that there was necessarily with the church that I think we should highlight, and it wasn't just kind of this big building mm-hmm. that they came to. Mm-hmm. There were meeting in places all over these cities, so there were elders to care and to teach and mm-hmm. to meet in homes and houses and buildings, not like the large temple, you know, right. as we see too from back through. And or of course, you know, we're sitting in our church building right now, which I think is an awesome thing. But they had they had a different way they were doing in that. Mm-hmm. They had to lead, but also the flock had to know who to follow. So I think there had to be some assignments there. Um, there's a there's church discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, that that's a whole nother episode, mm-hmm. you know, for, for that one there too. But, you know, when, when Christ gives, or not Christ, when Matthew 18, mm-hmm. when Christ said, you know, how do you go to your brother if they're sinning? You know, he lists out the steps. Go individually. Then if they turn it down, take two, take two or three with you. Um, and then after that, then it needs to be presented to the whole assembly. Mm-hmm. You know, so there has to be a part to say, who is the assembly? Right. There has to be this, and plus this person has to be removed. That way they're known, you know, and you know, to have it here. And lastly, it is for edification. I mean, we need each other. I mean, Hebrews 10, 24, all mm-hmm. the one another's, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as, as you go through. You know, we have to know to to be able together with that body, to lean on each other, to grow, to edify, and to put that into practice. Mm -hmm. So I think there's marks that we see here, and it just simply, you know, when you use it in a universal church context, see, the Bible, when it was written, and when these letters went out, it was writing about the local gatherings. Mm -hmm. That's here. So I think that's in essence to say that there had there there was lists there was numbers there was these things to speak to the local church, mm-hmm. and so I like that word you use about um, marks of it. Um, and of course, there's that book about uh, the marks of the church, Not marks right? of the church, right? right. Um, and so I guess maybe we'll amend it for this conversation and really see the marks of what church membership should be, uh, because that's what we'd like to see, and that's what you can see in Scripture. Is mm-hmm. so, for instance, um, accountability. If I just church shop, I'll never be held accountable mm-hmm. by anyone. If mm-hmm. I'm just a, um, a number on Sunday that shows up in a big crowd and leaves, I'll never be held accountable. Well, there's clear accountability in the New Testament. For instance, uh, for instance, 1 Corinthians talks about there's sexual sin at mm-hmm. the church at Corinth, and Paul specifically says to get those people out of the fellowship, and he said that's the famous phrase, a little leaven, leaven's a whole lump, mm-hmm. uh, talking about what leaven does to bread, making it rise. He says a little bit. So that sin in their um, in the body of Christ, their local body of believers, mm-hmm. was a danger. It was like a poison. And so there's accountability, church discipline, those types of things. Fellowship, you can see that uh, that clearly in Scripture, um, and, I, and I read a verse earlier, Galatians 6-2, about carrying one another's burdens. Fellowship, the Greek word koinonia, means partnership. It mm-hmm. means that we're joined together 
on a mission and and I can't be in a partnership with someone that I'm not close to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's all of these types of marks, a place to serve. The typical person's not going to use their their gifts that God gives them on a global scale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they can absolutely use them in a local church. Um, and then uh, in some translations, the word member is actually there. And mm-hmm. I'll say uh, rapture is in the Latin Bible. So is it really? Rapturo. Yeah, oh, I First did not Thessalonians know that. 5. In the English, we translate it to like caught up or caught something. Up. Yeah. Um, but okay. but I, 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 I've I never read that. the Latin Bible. Yeah, I but definitely just saying never that, even picked up a Latin Bible. But 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. So again, I've mentioned Romans 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that talk about the body of Christ. And specifically in chapter 12, verse 27, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So now members there, he's using the the illustration of a physical body, and so he's saying we're parts of it. Nevertheless, in these sections, he's talking about a connected body that has gifts and has different gifts. Like mm-hmm. the the thumb has a different gift than the nose, than the ear, than the right. eye. They're all gifted differently. And so some people look at their gifts and think, oh, this isn't good enough. And I'm telling you it is. Uh, I, I always say, like, if you've ever jammed your little toe, you know how important that thing is, right? right. Like the rest of the body takes note when something's not working properly. Right. And that's the picture of Scripture is that in a local body, every believer who names the name of Jesus Christ should find a local body where they can grow, mm-hmm. where they can serve, where they can worship, mm-hmm. where they can fellowship, where they can mm-hmm. be held accountable, um, where they can do all these different things and to invest in other people mm-hmm. because it's not all about us. It's We have a very consumer mentality, and we see church that way oftentimes, unfortunately. And in some ways it is absolutely there to benefit us, yeah. but just as much we're supposed to benefit other people. It's a good word. Mm. All right. Anything else to add before we close up, guys? So, what do? Uh, let, let's just answer this question. Mm-hmm. We we're all three pastors at the same church, um, and you know, really, like our our combined time together doesn't really equal a decade. I don't think yet. You know, here's as pastors in this church, but you know, so I think it's good for like listeners, especially if you're listening to this, to say like, what is it? What do I have to do to be a member of FBCO? That's good. Yeah. So I think let's talk about that for a second, like like what that means to do. Yeah, so every quarter we have a membership class, and it's a great opportunity for someone to come. And, and I always say this when I talk about it is that you don't just become a member by going to the class because I think some people are like, you know, what are they going to assimilate me when I go there? Or <laughs> what, what's that going to look like? No, you go to the class to learn about us. And, in fact, yeah. our, our This Is Us series that we're getting ready to – go through as a church, which I encourage, man, it's a perfect time for someone to come and just test it out. Come come see what the church is about. Um, but the curriculum for that is based on our membership class, where it really describes who we are. And, and then Pastor Doug, our, our pastor here at First Baptist of Fallon, he gets to kind of know who's who's coming in, where you are spiritually. Maybe there's some steps that you need to take or some questions you you want answered. Mm-hmm. And so membership class, which is about once a quarter, um, and that information is always on our website updated or in our church bulletin. Um, but you'd go to that, and and then you'd have those questions answered and learn mm-hmm. more about our church. So that's a, that's a good point, Josh. That's a good step for anyone to take. Man, we just we encourage you to stand up um, to be counted, to invest in your local church, and let it invest in you as well. 
Well, we thank you for listening to Faith in Real Life. Don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. If you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we'd love to have you stop by and visit one of our church services in a small group, which we call Life Groups. And those are both in person or online. And you can find out all the details about things happening in our church through social media and at fbcofallon.org. That is fbcofallon.org. And we will see you next time. (laughs) 